freezing cold in Ancient Night Shoes All. Hear the cold maze say one freezing cold in Ancient Night Shoes All. All right. another snowy night because all it does is fucking snow out where i'm at so kind of expected uh hopefully everyone's having a good day and whatnot my day is it is what it is i've been having kind of like the blues lately haven't really been myself more or less just kind of been like down you know what i mean the holidays you're away from family and stuff you know it's it kind of hits different when you're not around so excuse me i'm just kind of moving some shit around on my desk here um, but yeah, other than that, I'll be all right. You know, the podcast is probably like the highlight of the day. You're probably going to hear some laughing and shit in the background. I'm in a room full of funny people, so you're going to hear a lot of screaming and you know laughing and shit like that. So it just comes with the territory, but it's better than walking outside in the cold trying to find a place to do the show quietly. So fuck it. A little bit of background noise <laughs> isn't going to hurt anybody. Um, but yeah, today's Thursday, so... Um, not one of those filler episodes so basically like uh today i'm going to talk about uh mob movies now if you're curious about that intro song so i came across this song i swear to god it was on instagram and it's one of those things that just come on my feed um so apparently this man wrote a song i don't even know if he wrote the song but this song came out like around 1973 ish and this man from italy this italian man uh his name is uh what the fuck is his name again i'm gonna look him up um, Adriano Celitano he came out with this gibberish of a song that sounds like really close to English, but it's not English. It's just him just gibbering. But the way he was doing this with the melody and the beat, you it, it almost indistinguishably sound like it's English, but it's not. It's just a man gibbering, you know, talking gibberish. So I heard this song. The song's about seven minutes long, and I was like, wait a minute, how did he get away with this? I think it was at a point, remember, it's the 70s, so nobody really gave a shit about anything. Everybody was high. Everybody was tripping. So they probably heard this song and was like, this shit's a hit. So this man just went on and just whatever. But I, I did that as an intro song. I think I might just keep that as an intro song for uh, the remainder of this season. I actually kind of like it. I was sitting here playing it on repeat. I didn't know what the man was saying, but it flowed so well. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just uh, I'll just make it like the intro song. But I was thinking about today though, I was thinking about like mob movies. I was watching a clip of The Professional. It's like one of my favorite uh it's not a mob movie per se, but it's one of my favorite movies. And it made me thought of like some of the top mob movies and whatnot. So um I sat here and I was like, you know, my number one favorite mob movie of all time, I think anybody can agree to it, is uh Goodfellas. No matter what I'm doing, I would drop it anything that i'm doing just to watch this movie like i'll sit here like i have it on blu-ray but if it comes on tv i stop everything to do the damn you know to watch the movie so uh that's what tonight's episode is going to be about some of the top mob movies that some people consider of all time so i found this list i found ign uh, ign came out with a list now usually ign they review like video games and stuff like that they normally don't do um I mean, sometimes they'll do movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So they did come up with a list on IGN on the 15 best mafia movies. Because believe it or not, fun fact, I'm a big, big fan of the mafia. I know that sounds kind of crazy considering the history and whatnot. But I'm a big fan of learning about the mob, organized crime and stuff like that. I'm kind of like a, 
a connoisseur of the sort. Uh, that sounds crazy. No, don't send me to jail on some shit. No, I just like mob movies. I like the history of the mafia. So Goodfellas, I'll tell you off the back, is one of my is not one of my favorites. It is my favorite mob movie of all time, and it is loosely based on a true story. They have to ca- you know change over some of the characters' names. The famous Losanza heist that shit actually happened, but of course for legal purposes they had to change some names around. Um, I think Henry Hill was like the only name that really was not changed. It is the guy name was Henry Hill. So um, I'm gonna just get right into this list now. They did publish this. Um, it was uh, it was actually posted August 4th, but they updated it just about a couple of weeks ago on the 9th. Uh, so IGN has the 15 best mafia movies of all time. So I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to go backwards here because I already seen what the number one movie was, and it's quite obvious. So I'm going to go backwards, starting from the beginning, the bottom, actually, see what they consider uh, one of the best mob movies of all time. But before I do that, I'm just going to kind of move some shit around a little bit over here, kind of make some space. I feel like I'm not getting the audio that I need on this mic. So let me just kind of readjust some stuff here. All right, there we go. All right, so they did start on the bottom of the list for this top 15. Okay, so the starting off with American Gangster with Denzel Washington. Now, this movie was a big deal when he came, when it came out. It's based loosely on Frank Lucas. Um, he wasn't Italian. Obviously, he was... Uh, he was a big deal in Harlem, especially um, in the drug trade. You know, he helped engineer this crazy way of bringing drugs from the Viet- from Vietnam to uh, the U.S. at the time during the Vietnam War. Uh, it says here, Ridley Scott threw his hat into the organized crime ring with American Gangster starring Denzel Washington. Uh, and longtime Scott collaborator Russell Crowe about the criminal career of Harlem drug lord Frank Lucas. As Lucas used the Vietnam War as a method for smuggling heroin into America, Newark detective Richie Roberts led a task force attack to take him down with two exceptional performances for its leads. American Gangster is an intelligent, stirring spectacle. The, the movie was fucking fantastic. I loved it. Um, and it did have some mob elements in it, too. You had, of course, the whole formula of, like, crooked, dirty cops. Um, that's also in the mob, but somehow on NYPD payroll. And then all this other shit. And it was, it was crazy. And it, what's crazy is how Frank Lucas basically took everybody down with a deal you know, he started just pointing out names and shit like that. But he had some of the most purest heroin in Harlem at the time. Like, nobody could top this. His method was kind of unorthodox because he was flying shit in inside coffins. But needless to say, the man uh, the, the, the man was a genius. But what did him in, believe it or not, was a coat that he wore to a fight at Madison Square Garden. For some reason, that coat put such a, a, a fucking crosshair on him that they basically nailed him on that. Just the coat. And then, of course, like other things. But noticeably, the coat was the thing that did him in. He even, like, burned the fucking coat in, uh, in the movie as well and in real life. So, all right, next movie they got on that list is The Irishman. To me, this movie was just a little too long. It was dry. It was, like, the, it was a big deal when it came out. Um, everybody was, like, really, really rooting for this movie. Of course, it had classic uh, characters like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. But for some reason, I don't know. Maybe I just need to watch the movie again, sit through it. But for some reason, this movie didn't quite do it for me. I, I probably just got to give it another shot. It says, um, sorry, not sorry about the fourth Scorsese film making the list bit The Irishman, which was made for Netflix as a superb, superb achievement existing now, perhaps as the unforgiven of mafia movies due to its themes of regret, exile and loneliness. John Ren heavyweights Robert De Niro, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci return to the family fold for this epic about a truck driver who becomes a hitman for the mob. 
and his crime family and their and their time working for the fame but never found Jimmy Hoffa. Based on the 2004 book, I Heard You Paint Houses by Charles Brandt. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I sat through the movie just a bit. I, I might have even dozed off a little bit. And usually Martin Scorsese is he's fantastic with mob movies. I mean, Goodfellas, for example, is perhaps, like I said, the, to me, the best mob movie of all time. But for some reason, I just couldn't catch on with The Irishman. Then, I don't know, maybe it was a bad night. Maybe I just got to sit and watch it again. So that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm just going to probably sit, give that movie another shot. I don't know, maybe this weekend. We'll, we'll see how that shit goes. All right, next one, Scarface. But not the 1983 Scarface. Apparently the 1932 Scarface, which I didn't even know existed. So it says you can't always, um, you can also watch Brian De Palma's 1983 remake of the film with Al Pacino playing a Cuban refugee turned drug kingpin. But for the purpose of exploring early cinema, let's take it back to Howard Hanks' original, which is inspired by the rise of Al Capone in Chicago. Battling senses to get its way to the screen, the pre-haze code Scarface features Paul Muni as Tony Camonte, a gangster who rises up through the Chicago mob ranks and falls in love with his boss mistress with stylish visuals and gripping violence. I didn't even know that the 1983 Scarface was even a remake of another Scarface. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But I will say this, though. For some reason, like, that's the original Scarface really had me believe that Al Pacino was Hispanic. The man is not Hispanic, just like Carlitos. Way. He played he was, he played a Puerto Rican. But I never knew at that. I never knew until a little bit after that he was actually Italian. But he played that shit off pretty well. But um, this is, I've never seen this particular Scarface movie. I might have to come around to, uh, to seeing this. Now, both, interestingly enough, both characters are named Tony. You had Tony Montana from the 83 remake. And then you got this guy, um, Tony Camonte. So you got one Italian and one Cuban, but that Cuban's being played by an Italian. Make it make sense. Nowadays, that shit won't fly. If Scarface was to be remade, they would probably want a Cuban actor more than likely to play the reboot. All right, next movie, Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks came out in 2002. I never came across this movie, but I do remember it coming out around the time I was in high school. It says, unlike elements combined perfectly for this unique mobster flick based on a graphic novel by Max Allen Collins and Richard Pierce Rayner as Tom Hanks, Paul Newman, Jude Law, Daniel Craig, and a young Tyler Hulchlin join British director Sam Mendes. Uh, it's a story uh, 1931 of an Irish mob enforcer, Michael Sullivan, who's played by Tom Hanks, and his son who go on the run after his boss's jealous son has the rest of their family killed. It's a revenge odyssey as well as a father-son road trip featuring few stars nicely played against type. Um, again, I've never seen it, but it's a Tom Hanks movie, so, I mean, the man can practically do no wrong. I mean, I know he's had probably a couple of bombs here and there, but I've never seen Road, road to Perdition. I need to put that on my mob list. See, again, I got to catch up with some of these mob movies. I have not really been seeing any movies at all, but I do need to add that to my to-watch list as far as mob movie collection. All right, next one here, they got The Godfather 2. Now, you guys are going to probably stab me for this. I'm not a big fan of The Godfather. I, I, I don't know. I can't sit and watch Mario Puzo's uh, Godfather. I can't watch. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I have never sat and watched the whole thing of any either The Godfather 1, 2, or 3. It says, whoops, not so fast. The first Godfather film. Uh, you got direct competition for number one mob movie for your sequel, The Godfather Part Two, which also takes, which also part prequels, picks things up with Al Pacino's Michael as the new Don of Corleone family as he deals with an attempt on his life that reveals a traitor close to him, while a separate parallel story tracks the journey of his father 
veto. Again, it, I'm not going to get too much of the Godfather because most of you probably already know. But I never got into it. I never even read the book. I don't know. And I'm supposed to be the guy that loves mob movies. And I guess if you really get into this genre, you really have to start from the Godfather. So maybe I'm doing myself uh, a particular disservice by, by not watching any of the Godfather movies. But again, I, I will put that on my I'll put that on my to-do list again. All right, this movie I never even heard of before called Eastern Promises came out in 2007. It says, during the 2000s, not only was Viggo Mortensen saving Middle-Earth's ass as Aragorn in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but he was also the muse for director David Cronenberg. Becoming his lead for two back-to-back crime films, A History of Violence and Eastern Promises, both of which honestly could be on the list to tighten things up, though, We've chosen only one of the Vigo Cronenberg flicks, Eastern Promises, in which a Russian mob enforcer in London must navigate the tricky waters between his boss, the boss unhinged son, and a midwife desperate to protect the baby. That sounds like some, uh, sounds like pretty wicked shit. I, you know, Vigo Mortensen, one, about, one thing about him, I think the most recent movie I've seen of him was The Green Book, which is a, a, a fantastic movie based on a true story. Um, definitely recommend you see that movie. It's not a mob movie, I know. But still, if you're a Viggo Mortensen fan, you probably might want to check this movie out as well. I'm just saying. All right, uh, next one, The Departed. This was a fucking good one. Um, also, I believe, a Martin Scorsese film starring uh, Matt Damon, um, Jack Nicholson, and I believe Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was in this movie too. Uh, it says, a remake of the 2002 Hong Kong thriller Infernal Affairs. Martin Scorsese, The Departed, was reworked to fit around real-life Boston crime boss Whitey Bulger and two cops from separate sides of the city, one on the rise in the force as a mole for Bulger, who's played by Matt Damon, and the other is a deep undercover operative in Bulger's own ranks, who's Leonardo DiCaprio. Each of them is tasked with undercovering identity of the other all while Bulger, who's played by Jack Nicholson, is especially two steps ahead of everybody else. One thing about I like about The Departed, this might sound kind of weird, but I'm a big fan of the Boston accent. I don't know why I'm from New York, but people do make fun of me the way I talk, and they think I'm from Boston. I'm not, I'm not from Boston. But if you want to hear some Boston accents, you definitely might want to watch uh, one of these movies. But The Departed is definitely a good movie. Um, and, again, if you follow Whitey Bulger, who I believe passed away a few years ago. Um, also, another movie, um, Black Mass. Yes, Black Mass was probably was also another Whitey Bulger fantastic movie. So, I don't know if White Ma- uh, I don't know if Black Mass made this list. I haven't quite went through the entire list. But if it did not make the list, it's definitely a, um, an honorable mention. Um, if you're definitely into the genre of mob, mafia movies. All right, next one I got on this list is, fuck yeah, The Untouchables. 1987, Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, Andy Garcia. That's another movie I could sit there and just, like, put everything down and just, hey, I'm watching The Untouchables. Um, Funny, because I believe uh, my uncle, way back, he had it on Laserdisc. It was either on Laserdisc or DVD he had it on, and I've watched that constantly. One of my favorite scenes was the the shootout at the train station, which is perhaps one of the best shootouts, I believe, in cinematic history. Anyway, Untouchables came out in 1987. It's a Brian De Palma film, by the way. It's not Martin Scorsese. Uh, the crowd-pleasing, slightly comic booky Brian De Palma hit, The Untouchables, dropped us in 1930 Chicago for famed crime buster Elliot Ness. Violent campaign 
take down equally famous gangland Kingpin Al Capone. Nothing is played subtly in this slick shoot 'em up as Ness forms his brigade of incorruptible lawmen, the untouchables to go after the seemingly invulnerable Al Capone. A lot of awards was given out at that time. Sean Connery won some shit. Um, yeah, it says here Connery won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor here as a veteran police officer who was convinced to join the fight. That's a fantastic ass movie. I've seen that, like I said, way back when. Um, it's also, they also uh, believe they had a TV show, uh, The Untouchables. Um, even in the 90s, I think there was like a short ran uh, Untouchables movie, I believe they had at the time, though. But no, if you have not seen The Untouchables, you definitely need to give that give it a look-see. It's definitely worth it. Now, this next one, I think this next one is perhaps one of the most controversial movies, I think, to ever hit our shores, City of God. City of God is fucking brutal. I've seen that, and like the scenes are pretty graphic. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty fucked up. All right, City of God came out in 2002. It takes place in Brazil. Okay, I don't remember or recall this movie come out in theaters. I doubt it, but then again, I could be wrong. But City of God, gotta see that movie. It says stepping outside American cinema here. City of God is a tour de force Brazilian crime drama that spawns decades, displaying the growth of organized crime and the Cidade de Deus suburb of Rio de Janeiro between 1960s and the 1980s, loosely based on real events. City of God is a shocking look at the violence of the era, given a more authentic flair due to most of the cast not being actually experienced actors, but instead residents from actual low-income neighborhoods. So they literally just took people off the streets, no training whatsoever, and just threw them in the movie. It was like, hey, we just need you to be yourself in this movie. Now, that sounds very similar to that one movie, uh, The Education of Sonny Carlson, um, which is not a mob movie, but they also took like local street gangs, put them in the movie. It was like, yo, just be you. There's no script, completely improvised. You just do you. That's kind of what they did with uh, City of God. They did pretty much the same thing. All right, uh, this next movie here, Casino. Casino is perhaps like one of the longest fucking mob movies I've ever seen. And it is a movie that I could sit there, put down, and just, you know, watch it. But um, yeah, so Casino, I believe. Yeah, I think it even was on Laserdisc, too. So it came out in 1995. It says, another Scorsese classic on the list. As Goodfellas, De Niro, and Pesci, and Pesci reunited for Casino based on another nonfiction book by Nicholas Pileggi. Casino, Love and Honor in Las Vegas. This time, the star's characters are based on real-life people, as De Niro's ace is based on Casino's owner, Lefty Rosenthal, and Pesci is uh, Nicky on Enforcer, Tony Spilatoro. Uh, it says Casino is an epic feature. The two leads at peak performances as they journey from being partners to becoming adversaries. That's also a good movie. And if you like casinos, it's also pretty good, too. Um, again, who doesn't like seeing um, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci on the same screen? I mean, these two are legendary, legendary Italian-American actors, and they blend in very well. I mean... Uh, Goodfellas as well. Again, number one movie. You can fight me on that one. All right, next one here. Miller's Crossing. Came out in 1990. I never heard of it. Uh, this says, during the same year as Goodfellas, the Coen brothers also gave us a suburb, superb yet wholly different take on organized crime, whisking us back to the Prohibition era for a stylized film noirish look as the Irish mob and an angsty lieutenant uh, who play both sides of a mafia war. Its heightened dialogue, stylish sequences, and riveting performances helped make Byrne a name in the States who also jump-starting the career of Miller's Crossing, who would top-line uh, the Coen's next film. 
again, I have to take a look at it. In fact, it even says Steve Buscemi is in it. I might have to take a look at that. He's also one of my favorite uh, Italian-American actors, too. Next movie, Most Violent Year. Came out in 2014. It says a more modern entry here and somewhat of a sleeper participant is a Most Violent Year starring Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, you probably know him from the Star Wars movies um, as of recent. It says here, and Jessica Chastain, like Donnie Brasco, it presents us with a protagonist who's mob adjacent and Isaac's trucking company owner, Abel Morales, tries to do his best to navigate his chaotic and corrupt surroundings during 1981's New York City most violent and crime-riddled year in history. It says, Abel attempts to remain a moral person in a fiercely immoral business and most violent year, which also stars uh, David Oyelowo, Alessandra Lavola, and Albert Brooks. Probably need to check that out. It might be on Netflix. If you haven't heard of it, it you heard of it now. Now, speaking of Donnie Brasco, that's the next one on the list. Uh, Donnie Brasco came out in 1997, another Al Pacino film, and it's got Johnny Depp in it. Uh, this is also based on a true story with names changed and all that other stuff. It says, another true mafia story here, this time from British director Mike Newell. Four weddings and a funeral, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Donnie Brasco immerses us in the chaotic life of an FBI agent embedded deep undercover in the Bonanno crime family. Johnny Depp plays the agent Pistone Underworld named Donnie Brasco, while Al Pacino delivers a slight turn of a performance um, as a low-level pastor's prime enforcer, Lefty, who unwittingly brings Pistone into the fold. Um, this is also based loosely on a true story. Um, Donnie Brasco, I think, was probably one of the biggest uh, mob movies of that time. That one scene where they beat up the Japanese waiter in the bathroom was kind of brutal. Um, it was all because Donnie Brasco didn't want to take off his shoes because, remember, he is um, he was wearing a wire, and taking off the shoes and shit was not something he wanted to do because then it would blow his cover. So if you've seen that movie, you're already familiar with it, and if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out. All right, number one, the last movie on this list. Damn, I blew through this shit. It's only 22 minutes. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Is the number one movie on that list. I said, I don't think any other movie can come close. Not even any of the Godfather movies. Not one Godfather movie can come close to Goodfellas. So Goodfellas came out in 1990. I was only like, what, five years old when this movie came out. It says, we'll kick things off big here with Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas, which has been for 30 years a heavy favorite for the best mob movie of all time, or at least best non-Godfather mob movie. Again, Robert De Niro, Ray Leone, and Joe Pesci, who won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar, headlined this amazing blood-soaked look at the rise and fall of mob associate Henry Hill. Over the course of decades, based on the biography of Hill, Wise Guys, by Nicholas Pileggi, Goodfellas is some of the best work by everyone involved. I gotta agree. This movie is fucking fantastic. It's at least like two and a half hours long. I tell you, I dropped everything just to see this movie even though i've seen it countless times it's become almost like tradition just to just all right hey i, I could be doing anything oh video games off all right bet just got home turn on the tv goodfellas i'm not doing shit until that movie is done and it's crazy because i have the movie on blu-ray but i would still drop everything to see this movie no matter what but that's the list that's the list according to ign of the top mob movies there's probably a lot more too. Some um, some um, honorable mentions. Again, um, let me see if I can think of one. Uh, there's quite a few. Hell, even Shark Tale. 
the little fucking movie with uh, Will Smith. Yeah, that's kind of like a mob movie in a sense, but not in a, not really in a sense. It's an animated movie, but it does have Robert De Niro. So I mean, talking like he's a mobster, but he's a shark. So I mean, uh, it might kind of make some sort of sense, I guess. But yeah, um, I need to catch up on a couple of these mob movies. Um, uh, some of them that is not on that list. Black Mass again is also like a honorable mention if you have not seen Black Mass. Also playing Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. The crazy part is he plays Whitey Bulger, and the makeup that they did for him to look like Whitey is just crazy in itself. But how he took on the Whitey character, and he portrayed that so crazy. Like it's just, it's pretty scary. There were some scenes in that movie that kind of just like will freak you out. Like man, this is Johnny Depp. But if you follow a lot of Johnny Depp's work, you know he plays some crazy eccentric characters. So if you're familiar with his work, this shouldn't be that much different so i don't know but i do need to catch up on some of these movies um for sure i think for my time here maybe this weekend i might just kind of chill inside catch up on some mob movies and stuff like that um something i could do i do need to catch up on my movie portfolio and stuff like that so but no i appreciate it thanks for listening to this uh episode it's a little short but i kind of breeze through it um if i do an episode tomorrow it's basically uh there's such thing as a stupid question which you guys already know if you follow the show, there is a such thing as a stupid question because I've read dozens, dozens, if not, oh, music's playing a little too early. It's okay. I've read probably hundreds of dumbass questions. So if I do an episode tomorrow, that will obviously be it. Um, again, one, once again, the show is pretty sporadic. It's not going to be every day, which is fine. That gives me time to uh, look at the analytics, the numbers and stuff like that. And, of course, think of topics and then try to get other people on the show to talk absolute nonsense and i got plenty of people that would sit here and we just talk about any goddamn thing so you never know just stay tuned for whatever comes up next in the meantime i'm gonna call it a night thanks for listening to this show don't forget email dailymindpodcast at gmail.com send me an email for what you might think is the best or even worst mob movie you might fight me on it you might say good fellas is not that good i might come after you if you say that but you're entitled to your opinion but good fellas is definitely the best mob movie of all time. You can fight me on that, all right? But hey, thanks for listening. Have a good night or good day wherever you are, and then uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Ciao. Freezing cold in ancient night, you You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in ancient night, you All right.